You can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Lara Taylor. Hey! And Lauren Keller. What's up? For this episode, we're going to answer a question that we got in the question queue. You two can ask a question on the Geek Therapy question queue by visiting geektherapy.com slash QQ. There's a little form there. Suggest topics, ask a question, whatever you want, and uh, we'll we'll bring it up on the show. This question was like pretty, pretty long, and it got me thinking that I thought we could do a whole episode on this. So this question is from Steph, and let me bring it up so I can read it. So Steph's question is, uh, she says, I find myself feeling alienated by how unpopular the video games I like are. Games I like often get overwhelmed in conversation by more popular games in the genre that don't interest me. And I sometimes sadly watch them fail to reach an audience and shut down, sometimes even resulting in the studio closing. This happened recently, and I was very upset to hear that a game I was enjoying and was hopeful for would stop being made because nobody was buying it. No media outlets were covering it. I feel like the future of games I love is precarious and constantly at risk. Like there's a chance things I love will stop being made. I sometimes feel angry that people ignore these games or developers, and I sometimes feel hopeless for not liking the things everyone else likes. Do you ever feel this way? Do you have thoughts? Oh boy, Steph, do I have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm I'm curious. This is... is, uh, She's framing it in in terms of games, so I'm curious, Lauren. How do you, what are, what are your initial reactions uh, or responses to to this question? I mean, I I definitely relate to it. I find, I mean, I have a a wide variety of game interests, but there are certainly games that I enjoy that I I feel don't get um, as much. Uh, eyeballs on them as they should and there's definitely games I've been really excited about that ended up getting canceled and that's um a certain kind of heartbreaking uh, to experience like um, before not, they came out or a game that was already ongoing before before they came out um okay. I, I I brought four examples with me okay um but uh I I don't know that I I'm not I guess I'm not super worried about the games like just not being the the games that I like to play not being made anymore because I know that there are lots of indie developers out there that are making really cool new stuff and that's what I'm interested in. Um and although in some ways the video game industry has changed a lot in the last couple of years. There's There are more resources available for smaller developers to make stuff and for people who don't necessarily have like programming backgrounds for them to be able to make stuff too. And so in some ways, I think that there's like more opportunities for people to just make the games that they want to see. But also, you know, they're not getting, you know, a billion dollar budget like... A Kojima game or something. So I, I definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first thoughts are that, like, I've I've been there. I've been there, and I've talked to people who like completely believe that like the things that they like are the things that that like they are not for this world, right? Like, they're, 
And there's this anxiety that comes from that. There's maybe even this belief that like, what is it? Like, do I just like not like things that will be successful or popular or, or even good? Like, well, like what's wrong with me? And you know, like there's, there's nothing wrong with you. This is all very subjective. The video game industry is the biggest video, the biggest entertainment industry in the world. And it is at a very interesting place. It's very. It's, it's also really important to remember that the the games that are really really popular that you know everybody likes this game. You have to recognize that um, people like games for different reasons, and so even if a game is like wildly popular, a lot of those players are going to be coming from different angles. People who you know uh, are explicitly playing because their friends are playing; it's a social engagement for them, versus people who are like this specifically. Uh, this specific mechanical interaction is really engaging for me, and I feel like I'm becoming like the master of this skill set or whatever. So there, there is like the social aspect of like, oh, I like the stuff that nobody else likes, but it's always going to be a little bit more com- complicated, a little more complex than that. Well, yeah, like the, the whether you like a game or not, or whatever the reason, right? That's very subjective. There are many mm-hmm. different reasons. There are also different reasons why games are successful or not. How you measure success? Yeah, like taking podcasts for example. If we were a show on, I don't know, like. The Vox Network or something, or Mm -hmm. Rooster Teeth, for example, we would have been canceled a long, long time ago. But our success metrics are very different. Like the like, there are some games people like to use um, the original Tomb Raider reboot as an example, where that game, or I think it was the second one, I think it was Rise. uh, That game it sold millions, but it didn't meet expectations. So it was a disappointment for Square Enix. It's like, well, you know, that's because Square Enix has a very different uh, metric to to measure success. Mm -hmm. So different games, you know, how much money they're making, how much money they cost compared to something else, right? There's, There's a lot going on. And some games can have thousands and thousands of fans and thousands of thousands of people playing them and they get shut down because that's just not enough to support a studio. And so there are lots of different reasons. Uh, My first point is just to like separating yourself from that, right? Like it really has nothing to do with, with us individually, right? There's only so much that we can do. We can try to support a game and, and feel good about doing that. Play the game. <laughs> Actually, play the game, uh, and then you know, like I don't know. I, I don't have. I can only tell a few people to to go out and do something and try a game, and I don't. You know, I don't have millions of followers, so I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not that type of influencer. But uh, if if you were, that's something that you could do. You could buy multiple copies. Like there, there's different ways to try to support it. But again, like so much of that is completely out of our control. And, and the, you know, the, the market will decide a lot of these things, you know, there's a, there's a particular metric and then if there's enough people, cool. Uh, I, I like to think, you know, that, that I was able to enjoy the things that I enjoyed while I was able to enjoy them. And thankfully, because the games industry is so big, there's just so many different games out there that even when a game that you really love disappears, thankfully, there's, there's more. There's more out there. There's lots of different games that are that are around and similar 
for good or for bad. Right? There's a lot of companies doing, even copying each other and making the same exact uh, type of game. So, like that, that's my first point. Like, it's I know it's hard to kind of separate that feeling, but there's a there's a way to reframe it in that you know we enjoyed it while we could, and also like feel good about the fact that you did support that studio while it was around. And and I think I sometimes uh, like I feel for the for the studios too, but the games industry. This is something I was trying to get at before. The games industry is so big. It's very volatile right now, but it's huge. So even when a studio uh, shuts down, there there are more jobs available. And like you said, Lauren, there are also the opportunities for smaller uh, studios to come out of that, right? For like a small group of people to try to make a game. And that possibility exists now in a way that didn't exist before. So even though it sucks to have to move and to change, uh, you know, the project that you're working on, something halfway, you know, like the, all, all of that sucks. But the games industry in general, it still seems, again, volatile, but healthy enough that it can absorb that kind of uh, change and people can can bounce back if they want to. All of that makes me feel good about the situation. Like it's, it, I understand like it's stressful. It's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel good when that happens, but I think reframing a few of those things can be helpful. Any thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I mean, I think that there's like a huge larger conversation surrounding this that has more to do with like, capitalism and how the video game industry works um that i do not think is within our uh time limit or capabilities to really delve into but um yeah i I basically agree with you (laughs) (laughs) you got that it's not limited (laughs) it's not limited to just the video game industry you see the same thing in the movie industry and the comics industry um when you look at the movie industry Jose, you were talking about like meeting expectations birds of prey Mm -hmm. and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn Mm -hmm. uh is no longer titled that (laughs) Um, it still is well yes yes but they're they're gonna change it to harley quinn birds of prey no no they changed it to I just want to be okay. I just okay. want to be accurate that the they changed the listing for uh, online like uh, for for the theaters like the movie still has the same title but they changed the listing because it was too long and it was causing trouble. Oh, okay, on, okay, um, okay. Like for for what uh, like theater website listings. Okay, I was very concerned about this. I googled it after you told me. <laughs> okay, because well, because I I read an article that said it was about other things, and in fact, when I go and look at uh, my current stuff for the theaters around me, it's still Birds of Prey, the long name. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, like looking at it, they were saying it made what thirty five million. Mm-hmm. In yeah. in the first weekend, and it's not doing well. It's a fantabulous movie. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking fantastic. Yep, I loved uh, it. I loved it so much. Uh, but people are kind of linking it to Suicide Squad, and which is they, which they, is they, they're, weird they're, because they're comparing like it. it to games or to games to move to other movies that are superhero movies, but had like four or five times the budget, and it's like. Mm, it's not really fair to compare them that 
Wait. No, well, I, people I, don't I care. Think, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think that that helps it. And then comparing it to Suicide Squad should also help it because Suicide Squad, like globally, I think it almost made a billion dollars. But but, that, but those expectations huge. that people had when they went into Suicide Squad thinking it was going to be good and then they didn't like it. I liked it, but many people you, did not. You don't make a billion dollars. Uh, like you, a, a movie makes a billion dollars because people go see it over <laughs> and over again. You know, like critical reception, regardless of right, that. Right, right. The point the, I, I know the point you're making. The point the, you're making. The point is, is <laughs> that like it did not meet the expectations that people had, but I think it was a fucking fantastic movie and it's success, mm-hmm. uh, a success. Yeah. Same thing with comics. Books get canceled all the time. Oh yeah, um, because they are not selling the way that people think they should. This and happens. It's a bottom line of a, of a company. You look at Marvel, the America Chavez book. America was a great book diverse we had uh, a queer latin superhero like mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool uh huh? and got canceled because it wasn't selling well and i wish it could have done more and all i could do is buy the book encourage my friends to buy the book same kind of thing happened with Iceman, which got a revival and then got canceled again so in comics this happens so much and it it's so frustrating because comic books come out monthly like there's mm-hmm. the, very rarely do you get a, a full graphic novel size book all at once with a full contained story books start with issue number one two three and sometimes by issue three it's like sorry we can't finish the run sometimes and you're they like do but what happened run. yeah sometimes they get uh <laughs> this is so frustrating and in, in video games it really only happens with stuff like telltale games um like I, i've had comic books where it gets delayed like a year you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but you're right in the middle of the story and you're not sure if it's going to come back or not. And it's it's a little it's a little different in, in comics, but I think it's most prevalent in comics. Like mm-hmm. once you start, I get so like, I think you do it the right way, Lara, where you you mostly wait for the graphic novels. I, think, I mostly do. But the problem yeah. is that they're counting in order for something to that doesn't help. You're continue right. <laughs> to get made you it has to sell individual issues yeah. and so then you're not helping. like me <laughs> well there are some books that i buy both because i want to keep it going yeah. but uh, see yeah. i just i don't think i don't think that's a like a failure on on your part it's like oh you didn't buy the the paper versions the the monthlies to me that feels like the industry itself is failing to meet people with what they actually want. And then they're blaming the customers for not doing it their way. Like I I know, I know that there have been very popular comics that they have canceled because they weren't popular according to their metrics, which were specifically about the, the monthly versions. And it's like, people can't, you know, necessarily afford those. So they do like, like you said, is wait until the, uh, what are they called? Trade paperback. The trade paperback comes out and get those. And so it's like you end up being like, oh, actually, that comic was really popular and it made a bunch of money in sales, but not until after we canceled it mm-hmm. because we decided four months ago that actually it wasn't good enough. And it sucks for it sucks for the fans. It does suck for people that are working on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about if they went to straight just trade paperbacks they have no idea how it will be received and they will have put a 
large amount of money into a trade paperback book before paying the artist, the the penciler, the inker, the colorist, the writer, the letterer. You pay all those people, your editors, and then the thing bombs because you don't have that number one, number two, number three kind of metric to well, figure again, out like comic books like can it. be like a 15 person, like 15 people are involved in a book. A movie right. can have hundreds and hundreds of people involved in a hundreds in a, and a game can have just more. Mm-hmm. I just hundreds. sat through what, a, a 20 yeah. minute uh, credit scene on what was it? Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ubisoft games are like the teams are spread out internationally and people are making stuff all over the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can, it's just hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, yeah. I mean, the, all of that, right? Like again, there's only so much you can do if it's if it's depends. Like oh, a lot of that stuff is is out of our control. Yeah, and but it capitalism sucks and it feel good. <laughs> it does not feel good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody kidnapped your best friend. But that's a system we 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 live in uh, right now. In the future, uh, it may be different. There's <laughs> God, you see, I hope so. Uh, what was it the in the, I think it was the second episode of Picard, mm-hmm. where at the beginning of the episode, it's the attack on on Mars. Do you remember yeah. this, Lara? Yeah. So there's a team. It's it's uh, what's it called? It's first contact day, and there's a team working like on the shipyards, and they're mad because they have to come in on first contact day. Mm-hmm. And they're like the only ones that have to, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But the the funny thing is that in the Star Trek future, there is no money. Yeah. Nobody actually gets paid. Mm-hmm. There's no, there was no, like, there was no reason to go in. There was just, like, a commitment to the cause. Like, oh, well, you know, we agreed to come yeah. in. Yeah. But they were you, still mad. You, yeah. You work <laughs> to better society rather than make money. Yeah. It's just something uh, I remembered. Um, but, yes, again, it's not popular. uh Certain metrics, like uh, one really cool thing with some comic books, has been that the the publisher will sell, like, just give the rights to the to the creators, so they can find another way to publish it. Um, I've, uh, Image is very big on creator owned. Um, I think well, the, pretty much everything they is only owned, right? they only do creator owned. Yeah, it's only yeah. creator owned, which means that like Laura and I are writing a comic book, and it's like it's our thing and image is, is helping as the publisher. But if we want to take it somewhere else or do something different, like it's, it's ours to do with as we please. To be clear, we don't actually have a deal with image. We do not. <laughs> writing not, a comic book. Not yet. I not wish. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Um, so uh, going back to the video games, I, there's, there's like, have I ever been through this? Yes. Let me tell you, about a little game called Battleborn. Oh, <laughs> Battleborn! <laughs> oh, Battleborn! We were so excited about Battleborn, Josue. I never finished. Excited though, like we played. Like, what game we were, have we played we, that we had more fun with? Right. We had, maybe Borderlands. Maybe. Maybe Destiny, but maybe like Destiny. But that's we fell back on those, right? It's like because yeah. Battleborn was awesome. It yeah. was it was amazing. I had so much fun playing Battleborn, and unfortunately, it came out two weeks uh, or like a month like, oh, after no, it was Overwatch. Two week, 
it was or before, before, right? before before Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. It was great. <laughs> it had good. story, like yeah. so yeah. many different characters. Ah, oh, I loved it. I loved it. Again, it's, it's it was the company that made Borderlands. It was their new game. It was like everything I wanted. And we played so much, and we played with people in the community. We played with friends. They had it queer was, characters. They had people of color. It was pretty cool. Yep. And a few months after, it was like, well, you know, it's not. It just just can't do it. And then, like, Borderlands 2, on the other hand, was ported. So, like, the thing to was on Vita. a billion different, yeah. It was on Vita. It, it came, they came out with a VR version. They came out DLC for Borderlands 2 all those now years after. Now there's Overwatch when, 2 coming out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I completely understand. There's another game uh, called Marvel Heroes Omega, which I got really into. And that's that's one of the more sad examples because it was an online game. So when they announced that that game was done, they they shut the servers down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, they, they turned it off. And, and that type of thing is going to happen more and more often. So... I, I remember f- that happening with Hellgate London. I mm-hmm. loved that game. And my friends and I got it to play together. And I never finished the story on that, too, because it was online only. So mm-hmm. they shut down the servers. Yeah. And the game was gone. Like, if I can give any recommendation, it's to, you know, go into all of these things knowing that, you know, the type of game that it is and knowing that it's very possible that it, it will not last forever. And it's it's a different medium, you know? It's different. Like, one thing, like, you really love a movie and it doesn't get a sequel. Well, you still have that first movie. You, the story doesn't get completed, but at least you still have the movie. And with games that are online, you really only have the memories. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some video archives. But, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't play it again. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff... Uh, there are things there are many things in life that fall in that category and unfortunately some some of our hobbies will have to fall in that category too and kind of being aware of that and accepting that or being able to accept it and working on accepting that early on will will hopefully make it easier when that happens because it does suck it does suck to lose something that you you're super into that you enjoy that you share with other people and then it disappears. It sucks, but just games aren't, uh, many games aren't forever games. And it's, 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 I don't know, it's, it's hard to even like, keep your old consoles and, and to be able to play stuff for, for a longer amount of time. There's a lot of old PC games that thankfully there's stuff like like GOG that is is allowing us to to play these really old games on modern systems, but otherwise you'd need like a really, really old computer or or other sort of um um you know device to play games to play certain games. And I don't know, it's it's something to to consider. But yeah, I agree. It sucks. It's uh it can really suck to lose a game that you really love. That should be the name of the podcast episode. It what sucks. should it be? That sucks? It sucks. <laughs> it That's does it. suck. It does suck. <laughs> the Geek Therapy Network and all of our projects are made possible by the supportive listeners like you. You can become a patron for as little as $1 a month and gain access to exclusive content, behind-the-scenes stories, swag, and more. Sign up at any tier and we'll send you a welcome kit in the mail anywhere in the world to celebrate your first month. 
Thank you so, so much for supporting us. We couldn't do it without you. You can learn more at patreon.com slash geektherapy. Were, were there any other examples that uh, you wanted to bring? Like, Lauren, you said you had four examples. Yeah. Um, my examples of games that I was excited about and then uh, didn't end up happening, uh, they're the... Hmm. You guys mm-hmm. heard of uh, Firewatch? Yep. Okay, yeah. so the creators of Firewatch, uh, Campo Santo, mm-hmm. Campo Santo, I don't know which way that's pronounced. I'm very embarrassed right now. Um, they were working on a game called In the Valley of Gods, and it was uh, supposed to be a first-person adventure game set in Egypt in the 1920s, and you are an explorer and filmmaker, a woman of color, uh, specifically a black woman, Um, and everything I saw about this game looked amazing. I I really liked Firewatch, so I was so excited for, you know, whatever they were going to put out next, and then Campo Santo got bought out by Steam, or Valve, Valve. and then uh, basically their team was slowly dismantled into working on other projects like Dota Underlords or um, the Half-Life VR Alex project. And anyways, they they shelved it. They they shelved this project and it seems really unlikely that it's ever going to get made and that um that breaks my heart. It's not official, but it lives in that that shelved indefinitely limbo, which uh, really bums me out. Um Another like one that is, this is like a different type of bummed out than than what I think Steph is talking about. Like it's it's totally related, but it's a it's a completely different version, which is like this thing never even existed, but you were already attached to the idea and the potential of it. Well, I mean, they had stuff that they were showing, prototypes and 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 systems that they were going to be involving in the in the gameplay and everything. And so there there was stuff to like see and look at and they had like a soundtrack that sounded really dope and all this stuff where it was like this is something that is being made right now. I'm so excited to see it. And it's like they they were talking about that in I want to say like 2017 they announced it. And they announced it as a 2019 release. And then in 2019, they're like, um, 2019 probably isn't happening. And then in December of 2019, they're like, yeah, we're shelved. Sorry. It's probably not going to happen. Um, but gotcha, I, think, yeah. I think that, I think that fits what, what stuff was talking about. Um, but I mean, like there was no game. Like you, you didn't actually play the game. It wasn't something that you were, you weren't attached to the. It's not like your favorite game ever, or a game that you enjoyed. It was something you were looking forward to, which there's a, there's a difference. Like I, I think, look forward to a I lot of games, that, and when I play them, they suck. They I suck think so that much. fits in Steph's comment about uh, feeling like there's a chance that things I love will stop being made. I think that that fits in that. And you love you love this game. I loved the idea of yeah. the game that they pitched to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, maybe maybe a better example. I'll move on. Maybe better That's example. Still a good example. Is, I'm just saying. It's Silent Hills. <laughs> Silent yeah. Hills. Right. They yeah. released PT, um, the player playable trailer, mm-hmm. on um, PS3. Yeah. And uh, it was 
super popular. Everybody was really excited about it. It would have been the ninth game in the Silent Hill franchise. In your favorite game franchise. Yeah, I love Silent Hill, and I was so excited for P.T., and uh, that shit got canceled hard. It got canceled (laughs) so hard, they were like, psych, you can't even play the demo anymore. Mm -hmm. And also, hope that if you did download the demo, you never deleted it off of your PlayStation, because you cannot re-download it. That's how much we have canceled this game. And, um... That that one, not gonna lie, that one hurted. Mm-hmm. That oof, <laughs> yeah, that one really got yeah. me. Yeah, I imagine. But don't worry, you can play it in dreams now. It's been recreated. Uh, I mean, they ended up somebody somebody uh, did get the the code for all of that and re released it, but it, it requires like basically <laughs> pirates being involved in the system. Um, yeah, which yeah. I am not opposed to. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, another example that's sort of tangential here is um there was a game on the GameCube called Eternal Darkness that mm-hmm. I never got a chance to play. But we've talked about multiple times. I we have. Yeah. You can listen to our <laughs> headshots episode on horror games if you want to hear Josue describe the game that I will probably never get to play. Um that is an example of a game that they were they were going to make a sequel to and then they didn't and they mm-hmm. were going to port it to more recent uh, consoles and they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nintendo still has uh, you know copyright on on the the name, so it's like they could do something with it, but I don't think that they ever will. And that was a game I did try and play an emulated version on PC, and it wouldn't work. Because I didn't have a GameCube controller and it was missing the specific GameCube controller button for me to pass through the door to leave the tutorial area. <laughs> Let me tell you, that one hurt because I spent hours trying to get this game to be emulated on my computer and then I still couldn't actually play it. I was I was heartbroken. Yeah. I think I have a GameCube controller. I don't I, I at this point it. at this point I would have to get a like a GameCube and the actual game and a memory card <laughs> and like actually do the whole thing and find a copy of the game and all that stuff. It's not impossible, not impossible. Yeah. but <laughs> not easily accessible for me to actually engage with. Yeah. And so you never find that game. I think I still have my GameCube and the controller. Yeah. <laughs> I you can buy all of these mind. things. It's possible to buy them all. Well, <laughs> it's possible, but um, I do not have the funds for that. <laughs> Something um, to look forward to in the future. Yeah, someday. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I guess I took this more of um, being excited about games before they came out and then yeah, them yeah. not getting media attention and then failing. I know that happens a lot of time on, on like Kickstarter yeah. um, or yeah. other uh, similar fundraising sites where, you know, it's expensive to make a game. Like we were saying earlier, there are hundreds of people working on games. Even even smaller game ventures still have a team involved because you yep. need publishers and musicians and all of that stuff. And so it's like, uh, I really, you know, it's it's a bummer that stuff doesn't get made that I think would be really, really cool because there's not enough money or attention or money via attention (laughs) but um yeah i don't i don't 
I don't know that I have an answer of how to make it feel less bad other than just trying not to think about it too much. And find find more games that you like. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I do is like, I'm just like, okay, well, there's, there are always going to be more little games out there that I will be intrigued by, but you know, that's not, not everybody's as into games as I am. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'll play a puzzle game, and I'll play a platformer game, and I'll play a first-person shooter, and I'll play uh, mm-hmm. just just a text adventure, and like I can find joy in all of those things. But the, obviously, that's not to everybody's taste. You know, I don't I don't like play sports games, so that I guess that would be if they stopped making every game except for sports games, I would probably be pretty disappointed. Um, <laughs> but other than that. Uh, <laughs> It's not going to happen right now. <laughs> Probably not. And there's still no. games like Eternal Darkness, which we haven't played. So they're still out yep. there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, the Silent Hills example is has got to be like the worst possible case scenario. And right? it's like, it looked like they were making the best version ever of your favorite game series. And then psych they're like no <laughs> it's not happening plus that demo, forget it right and so yeah like that that sucks but there's still other horror games right there's still so many other things that that are that are happening and then yeah like maybe a lot of people uh who wanted silent hills did not want death stranding right that's not like a good substitute but like Kojima's still out there making games and and everybody involved is still uh, yeah I mean doing stuff the, there's there's a direct line from Silent Hills to uh, Death Stranding it's Kojima and Del Toro and uh, Norman Reedus Norman Reedus are involved in all of those and so yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of ideas that were intended on being expressed in Silent Hills that ended up making their way over into Death Stranding. And I still, I think Death Stranding is a very cool, interesting game. Um, But Silent Hill, man, (laughs) Um, it's just one of my favorite series. And um, I guess it was, it was tough because not only was it like, oh, this game that we gave you a playable teaser trailer of not only is that game getting canceled but the entire silent hill franchise is basically getting put under a rock and you can't look at it and you cannot touch it and you better not be thinking about it Mm -hmm. and of course that's only true for now uh just earlier today i was listening to a podcast that was talking about thq thq was a a video game company it went bankrupt it sold all of its its assets and then a another company uh, was formed and they called themselves THQ Nordic and then they went and bought a whole bunch of those licenses and a whole bunch of li- uh, new licenses so they've kind of rebuilt the brand that was that was just dead it was completely dead and they brought back a, a bunch of those games and there's a lot of examples of that Telltale same thing just happened mm-hmm. Telltale uh, shut down and that they one's, that one's pretty tough though that was, that it that was not that was not a good look Again, uh, it's dead. Telltale died, and then now it's like, oh, we've got a new like a new company Telltale. came in. Well, but a new company came in, and they're they're reviving um, 
Like I never thought again, it's like you think in the moment you're like, oh, we're never going to see Wolf Among Us 2. And they're like, guess what? We've got Wolf Among Us 2 coming. And they finished um, The Walking Dead season three. So it's like these things, Konami has people in charge now. They still I have feel, Silent Hill. They can. Uh, it'll still come back Ko- eventually. Konami has had a, a long history of mistreating the Silent Hill franchise. And they've made it pretty clear that like, they're not fans of that <laughs> anymore. That doesn't mean that I, it can't I really, come back eventually. I, I agree with you, and part of me don't give her still hope. still fucking hopes that they'll just sell the IP. They don't like if they're not interested in it, just sell it and and let somebody else take over because I think that would probably be the best case scenario. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Like I said, I think Konami is pretty set on being like, this is our thing and nobody can have it and nobody can talk about it anymore. Konami isn't like a guy that's pissed off in the corner. It's like, it's a company, like things change. Yeah. They do lots of different things. I you don't know, know what the future brings. In the company. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, I'm not... This is this is based on many business decisions that Konami has made in the past decade. I've like, already given you different examples of different companies. I'm just saying anything is possible. Anything is possible. I am not disagreeing with you. No. I'm just also wishing that capitalism <laughs> didn't do this to our art systems and make it so that, you know, like the Telltale team didn't actually get to finish making their story and somebody else just came in and took all of the work that they had already done and threw on a couple of pieces of paper mache and called it finished. And I think that that's really shitty. And um, I kind of wish that they had just killed all the projects and not brought back the Frankenstein's monster version of them. But that's me. Not everybody else. Some people are really excited to play those games when they do come out. Um, Some people are super excited. I mean, yeah, you can't always bring back all that's the same fine. people. Because That's fine. I recognize that. This is it's a just... weird episode. I don't understand what's happening. I feel like we've gone... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, I'm just over here, here with some popcorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is going no, to I mean, a weird that, conversation. That's what it is. This is, Josue, you are trying to be optimistic about the potentiality of, of the things that you love, you know, s- still coming to fruition in some way or or, you know, coming to exist from a direction you didn't expect it to. And and I totally agree with that. And I I don't want to come across as totally pessimistic, but uh, I do have, I do have a lot of strong feelings about, about the way our systems uh, often punish um, things that I think are really cool and should be explored more. And you've um, been burned too many times, I've, and you I've, don't I've, want the hope. You can't it's, handle it's the lot, hope. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of burns. Yeah, Steph. So definitely, we 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 understand. Uh, my perspective is that there's there's it's always possible that you know the things you you loved could come back. There's still different versions of them. There's all sorts of um, and again like. If it's video games specifically we're talking about, there's a lot out there. There's thankfully, and sometimes uh, the people that made one thing that you loved uh, will go on and make something else that you could possibly like also, because it's like you know, like very particular people have like they bring a, a skill set and a flavor to a project, and they go on and they work on something else and. And that's cool, too. Like, you can follow these people, just like in comics, right? I think, I mean, I have movie and TV examples, have a whole list of them, but I think that 
comics is the the perfect uh, like parallel, right? Like, oh man, these guys like they didn't get to finish this book. I really love this this uh, this author, this writer, but now she's writing this other thing, or now she's 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 on this other book, and now like she went to Image, or she's she's on DC now, and it's like, oh man, this is so. I don't know. It's it's exciting to then follow the people who made the stuff. That's how that's how I get through it. That's what makes me feel better. Um, and yeah, thankfully, like because that. like in in geek culture, like the, in fandom, there is like it's it's mainstream and it's the most profitable again entertainment industries that there are. So there's a lot to choose from, and there's people moving around, and there's I don't know. It's it's pretty good overall. So. That's my that's my perspective. I never get to play as as bummed as I am about stuff like uh, Scalebound is a game that um, I was pretty bummed about when it was canceled. It was a platinum game. It was like four player co op DMC on dragons. It was like it looked. I don't know. It was I, I loved the way it looked, and then it got canceled. And I don't know. I believe I believe like Phil Spencer when he says like it just like I don't you know it's like we're not we're not gonna make it like i don't i don't think it was that good you know and people are saying like it wasn't coming along well it's like well fine like i'll take your word for it and now platinum is making other stuff i just i I want them to make beautiful joe that's what i want that's what i want i'm always hoping for beautiful (laughs) joe i'm very very hopeful uh for for a continuation the sequel like i want to fund the wonderful 101 uh kickstarter just because i feel like that might get us a little bit closer to beautiful joe i'm i'm I understand. You, you I love it, you some beautiful Joe. Yes. But then I'm also at the point where I'm like, you know what? I haven't played those other games in a while. I need to go to a secondhand store or a GameStop and pick up. I should just pick up a GameCube so so Lauren and I can play Eternal Darkness. Uh, <laughs> but I can I can play uh, Beautiful Joe on that. And there's, you know, they're, they're still there. They're still out there. Uh I don't, know. I don't. I don't think I have anything else to to say about this. Laura, you want to say? You know, want to add anything to this? Play things you love, but don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> Cherish them while, while while you can. Again, I don't know. It's exciting. I think I love. I love being into games because it's an industry that stuff is constantly happening. Whew. All right. I think that's a really, really nice takeaway, Josue, is is to be appreciative of whatever you did get to experience, whatever did give you joy. And um, it's okay to be sad about it, that it's mm-hmm. gone now, yeah. or that it will be gone soon. Um, but also, like, keep your heart open. You might find a, a new game to fall in love with. And we could be talking about other things, and we're, I think, just using video games to have this conversation. I think is, I think it's good. I think it. it no, uh, I'm only talking about it. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's true for that's true for a lot of media. Is you know, well, and I life mean, th- too. think and about life. think yeah. about you know, Firefly was this huge thing that is still having ripples throughout our culture you yeah, know more a, than a decade later so there's a million examples and the other day yeah. they're like nathan feeling's like I, i'd i'd play mal again and i'm like ah, oh, damn it shut up but then like we're getting matrix <laughs> 4 next year so like see anything is possible it's anything all good we're also getting bill and ted 3 clone wars we got clone wars it was wars. dead and gone i know i know so again like anything is possible <laughs> 
and also again there there are some life lessons here uh that we could that we could apply to different areas so so steph thank you for for writing in I, I think when we were discussing the question before recording we were curious what games you were attached to and 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 lost <laughs> and i'd love to know what games you're looking forward to and what else you're you're playing now um, when I was reading your question, it reminded me a lot of my sister, who pretty much told me the same exact thing uh, a couple years ago. Because every TV show that she loved was getting canceled, mm-hmm. and she was she it was like those those are the shows that I watch, and I don't know anybody else that's watching them, and they all got canceled, so now I don't even get a second season. And she was she was pretty bummed about it, but then like she discovered Netflix, and now you know she can't keep up. So. I don't know. She's sad so about those other ones. So then she's exposed to even more shows that get canceled. <laughs> more yep. that get canceled. That's true. <laughs> oh, yep. Lots of stuff out there. Again, the more it happens, the more used to it. Uh, you should. You should get. It should get easier over time. Oh. All right, Steph. So thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, remember, if you want to write in. Uh, question for us to discuss or a topic suggestion go to geektherapy.com slash qq there's a form there and um, we'd, we'd love to take a look at it you can also comment on this episode with your own games uh, can you relate to what Steph is talking about do you feel pessimistic or optimistic about some of this stuff let us know on the gt forum there's a link to the post on the, for the episode in the show notes or just go to forum.geektherapy.com for more geek therapy visit geektherapy.com thank you so much for listening remember to geek out and do good and we'll be back next week this episode was brought to you in part by our patreon supporters we'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters at the evangelist level and above including mark booney lydia jamila adam doe gay pat and joe lynn to learn more about how to support geek therapy and gain access to exclusive content visit patreon.com geektherapy geek therapy